Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of Kayla. I want to talk to you about, this is an odd topic, um, sermon title, The Mind the Holy Spirit and dreams, the mind, the Holy Spirit and dreams. So if you write, taking notes, you should write that down. Uh, And then next week is our children youth day. So we will receive from Miss Jessica and some of the kids And the following week. I will deal with the imagination and we should be finished. It might spill over to the following week, but we'll see. So let's go to the Lord um, in prayer again. Father, I thank you for this, this word. Help me to deliver it the way that you want me to. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The Holy Spirit wants to lead us and guide us and direct us. And not just in spiritual things, but natural things. In natural things, as well as in our dreams. The Lord wants recreated spirits renewed minds and transform bodies. Let me say that the Lord wants renewed, recreated spirits. In other words, spirits that are born again, renewed minds and transform bodies. Romans chapter 12. Let's go over there. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. The mind, the Holy Spirit and dreams. And I said the mind, the Holy Spirit and dreams. Romans chapter 12. If you look at verses one and two, it says this. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and in Greek and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual Worship. Now he's writing this in light of what he just got finished declaring from Romans 1 to Romans 11. He just unpacked the gospel. Romans is one of the best books. If you want to understand the gospel, you want to understand what God did for us in Christ. He unveils and reveals to us from Romans 1 to Romans 11 what God did for us in Christ. And a lot of times you'll see Paul doing this in the book of Ephesians. He'll he'll actually tell us in the first half of the book what God did for us in Christ. And then the latter part is how to live in light of what God did for us. How many know that we need to use our minds when studying the Bible? We don't just smoke the Bible. We don't just, um, um, we just don't uh, memorize it and, and, and just mix stuff in it, but we actually study it and we actually look with use our, using our minds who wrote it, why they wrote it, what was happening, what was going on in the culture at the time. How many know that God doesn't, sometimes people think it's just a spiritual book. And so, um, you know, it's just magically just going to get in your heart or magically going to understand, but you got to, you got to do some work. I think sometimes Christians don't think that we have to work and they are afraid of the word work. Because they're afraid that you're going to miss out on grace, but grace makes you work harder. And as you study the scriptures, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to put your mind to something. You know, it's like learning math. 
it, it's just not going to magically appear in your, your understanding. How many know that you got to take some time to think and work math? Yes. What, it doesn't matter what kind of math. I know sometimes people get mixed, tripped up over, um, I was going to say algebra, but algebra is really easy. But they get tripped over fractions. Really, like they sometimes they just don't understand. Even adults don't understand fractions. And so you better preach, Bella. <laughs> She's preaching. Um, I'm telling you, you're going to have to work your mind. And sometimes when it comes to the Christian faith, people will think that they don't do anything. You got to use your mind. There's, I'm ahead of myself, but Matthew um, 20, uh, 22 says to love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart. And with all your no, uh, let's go there. So let's go over there. Let's go over there. Y'all quoted the scripture wrong. Matthew 22, Matthew 22, real quick, real quick. Matthew 22, verse 37, you know, they, they came to Jesus, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Um, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, a rabbi, what is the greatest, what's the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your Mine. I, I do believe that we do have somewhat of an understanding of loving God with our heart, and we do have some understanding with loving God with our soul, but we don't have the greatest understanding of loving God with our mind. When you use your mind for his glory, he, the Lord gets glory when we use our minds. And I want to deal with the mind and how that sometimes people don't think about their mind, even as Christians. Sometimes people get so spiritually minded that they neglect the natural mind. They, oh, I, I'm with Jesus. Oh, I just love him. But it, it takes more you understand Jesus, the more you love him. With your emotions, with your, you know, and sometimes people just get caught up, you know, and, and they worship and we believe in worship and you should worship God as seeking worshipers, but it's worship in spirit and in what? Truth. And you got to have some truth. You got to have some understanding. And so Romans 12 says, uh, present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then he goes on, go back to Romans chapter 12, um, the mind, the Holy Spirit and dreams. And if you're going to fulfill your dreams... You're going to have to use your mind. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead us as it relates to our minds. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not be conformed to this world. In other words, there's another translation called J.B. Phillips. And he says, do not allow the spirit of the age to squeeze you into his mold. Do not allow the spirit of the age to squeeze you into his mold, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And it's all it is impossible to do the will of God fully with an unrenewed mind. You cannot do the will of God with an unrenewed mind. I, I don't care how much you confess. I don't care how much you pray. But if you don't get your mind renewed, you're not going to fulfill the will of God. Yeah. And if you go, if you don't have your mind renewed, you're not going to fulfill the dreams that God's placed in your heart. 
And the Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what you're thinking on, so your, wherever your mind goes, your body follows. So you got to get your mind right. And God has some great things for you. And if you don't get this right, you'll be left behind. I can declare that we got a few more weeks in 2023. And I'm telling you that 20, the, God is not finished doing some things in your life in 2023. Sometimes people focus on 2024 and some people are not going to make it to 2024. Some people will die before the 2024. And so God wants to do more in these last few weeks than he did the whole year. And you got to believe that you got to act on and you got to position yourself to it. Amen. This can be the best last few weeks of the 2023 in your life up to this point. If you position yourself and change your mind, if you change your mind, you can change your life. Glory to God. And I want to encourage you that God has some things in for you, for you and for your life. But if you don't get your mind right, you'll never walk into it. I can prophesy to you. And you know, even prophetic words, when somebody gives you a prophetic word, you got to line up with those prophetic words. And you got to war with them. And, and, and you can't just like, oh, God said you're going to be a millionaire. Then learn how to about, learn about money. Master money. Be faithful over what you have. Learn how to learn how to invest if the Lord leads you that way. Do something. Look at your, you know, there's a scripture that says work your land and you'll have plenty. So how do I work what I got? How do I work my mind, my understanding, my grace, my talents, my gifts? You got to do something. It's not just going to fall on you like a cherry falling from a tree. You, you got to do something. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, got to do something. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you got to do something. You cannot, God, the will of God is not going to automatically happen in your life. And just because you pray it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. I know a lot of people who pray a lot. And they pray more than any of us put together. That don't mean nothing. I am not moved because you pray eight hours. And if you fasted, you fast and going on fast 40 days. I, I belong to a church at one, at one point and the church was called the prayer center. And we were, there were people who prayed all the time and they prayed in the spirit and they prayed very little in the understanding. They prayed, 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 and they fasted and they probably more anointed than anybody I've ever seen in my life. They could pray for people and you, somebody would just go and preach and just say, Jesus miracle happened in that church. That's how the thick, the anointing. I'm not after the anointing. I'm after God because God anoint people who are evil. I want to anoint life. Thank God for the gifts. I can flow in the gifts, but guess what? I, I'm not after the gifts. I'm after the giver, right? I'm seeing God use. I, I'm telling you, I, when I was a youth pastor, I would call teenagers up to pray for people. And they, they pray one time. They pray for an individual, uh, one lady, she hit one leg was shorter than the other. And they measure, and you could see it, it was significant. And I coached them and I said, you just say Jesus. And they said Jesus and it grew back out, just like that. But these was, these was dirty teenagers, <laughs> unrenewed mind, lustful teenagers, and God used them. So how much more are you who do, doing the will of God, who's seeking God, God wants to use you, all right? <laughs> I mean, these are teenagers who, who had major issues and yet God still used them. 
And again and again and again, they would pray for people. They would cast out devils. They would heal the sick. They would lead people, sometimes better than the elders of the church. We won't talk about that. And, and I'm telling you, uh, to be used by God is not the ultimate goal, to know him and to fulfill his will every single day. And so, and, and sometimes in some circles, they sense the anointing and they just flip out. They don't use their minds. You don't, you, you know, and just because it comes to you don't mean you have to say it. Because right. <laughs> Bible says be slow to speak. And if you got a word of prophetic, a prophetic word, sometimes it's not good to release it. Just sit on it. Come on. Yeah, amen. I'm trying to, I want y'all to be thinkers yeah. and not just spirit filled without mind thinking. Right. Yeah. Believers. Don't think about anything. Just get up and, oh, and they just say whatever comes in their mind. No, no, that's not how we operate. God gives us wisdom, and we're going to go here real quick. And so the scripture tells us, be conformed. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. You got to get your mind right to discern what is the will of God. Now, some have said that the will of God is in three parts, good, acceptable, and perfect. Others have argued and said it's not really, the focus is not really on that. The focus is just on the will of God. It's not trying to say there's a good, a good will of God, there's an acceptable will of God, and there's a perfect will of God. Some have majored on and said there is a difference. What do you think, PD? I think that it's both. I think that Paul is saying general, and I think that there is a perfect will of God. Amen. All right, do whatever you want with that. Uh, the Lord is concerned about the mind, and if you're going to pursue your dreams, you're going to have to get your mind renewed. Um, some have left out their minds while pursuing the will of God and the dreams that God has given them. You got to do something with your mind. Um, God wants us to get involved. God wants to get involved with our thinking. Second Timothy, let's go over there. You, you heard me talk about this, but I, I do think it bears uh, repetition. Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two. The, the word of God is both spiritual and natural. And we are natural beings and spiritual beings. And sometimes the Lord leads us both naturally and spiritually. And sometimes it can be so natural that we miss the supernatural behind it. Second Timothy chapter two, verse seven says, think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Think over the word in the Greek means to drag through your mind. Uh, I never forget this. I was at a church and, and the minister of music, he was um, talking to somebody. He was at a church and he had the thought, go check on your son right now. As he went to go check on his son, somebody was about to molest him. Don't override things that come to you. It's not going to come in a form always with a, a, a vision and a dream. Are, are you with me? Yeah. You, you got to move it. You know, you just have the thought. Sometimes God leads us, and, and, and we, we, we're not to be led by our minds total. We, we know the scripture in Proverbs is trust in the Lord with all your what? And lean not to your own. All right, don't lean on it, but it didn't say don't use it. Right. <laughs> if you got an opportunity to get free education, I, I don't think God will be mad if you take advantage of it. Right. Sometimes you don't know until you go towards it. Right. You walk towards it. Yeah. And sometimes we miss opportunities because we're trying to be led. And, and again, people, 
they they box God in and, and they they expect it. Growing up, I heard all my life the pastor would say, Oh, the Lord told me that this was my wife. The Lord said this is my husband. And it just, and so when I met Courtney, I, I didn't have those things. I didn't, I mean, I was like, well, maybe she's not it. And I was like, forget this. It don't even matter. I'm going to marry her. If God don't want me to marry, I, I trust God to tell me that this is not the one. I, I didn't get a word from God. And sometimes you don't have to get a word from God. Uh, when I go on ministry trips, I don't have to always get a word from God. If I need some extra money and there's overtime, I don't have to necessarily get a word from God not to go and take the overtime. Right. If I need the extra money, I think I'll go and take advantage of that. Right. Are you with me? <laughs> and I think sometimes people get so they get so deep that they they miss opportunities yeah. Yeah. because they're waiting on God. But I'm of the persuasion that God is waiting on us more than he's waiting than when we are waiting on him. Right. You don't have to get a leading to witness to somebody. You don't have to give a, get a leading if somebody has a need and you have the means to meet their needs. I don't think you're going to miss God. One, the Bible says, you know, bless those, you know, um, Proverb, I mean, James, it talks about if a brother comes and has need and, and, and you don't just say, oh, God bless you. God bless you. You know, you go pray in tongues and you believe God. No, let me let me find out what I got to do. Come on. I, I don't think that God got mad at us to, to feeding what, 150 people on a couple Saturdays ago. I don't I think that there's a key. That's a key to our prosperity. It's just based on principles. If you if you minister to the poor, God will minister to you. You lend to the Lord by ministering to the poor. He's going to bless you with interest. Amen. Proverbs. Uh, and so I. Uh, I want us to think now, if you, if you, if somebody have an offering and, and they taking up an offering <clears throat> and you, you either got to make a decision. Do I pay? I'm not talking about paying your tithes. I'm talking about outside your tithes and offering. Do I pay? Do I give in this offering or do I pay my mortgage? Um, unless the Lord told you to give in that offering, I think you should pay your mortgage. Are, are, are you with me? Come on, I'm not talking about tithes and offers. I'm talking about extra, right? Um, and 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 I, I'm telling you that you have to use your mind. If it if it's not clear in the Bible, then follow the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Use use your understanding. Um, there, there was a, a guy that I, I admire. He, he would bring people into his house and homeless people. And, and I think if you're single, you do what you want to do, but you got kids. I don't think that's the wisest thing. I said, uh, let me help you find a shelter. I don't care how bleeding my heart is bleeding. My, my heart is bleeding for my kids more than my heart is bleeding for the one who has need. And some people go to extreme and then things happen and then they like, why God? No, because you overrode and not use your brain. I think common sense is not so much common these days. <clears throat> All right, let's go to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. <laughs> the mind, <laughs> the mind, the Holy Spirit in dreams. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians. Uh, I... I the Bible says in, in the book of Acts, as you read the book of Acts, it, it, it actually tells us that there were um, the disciples, they were going to a certain place to preach the gospel based on the Lord's commission. 
go into all the world. And it actually says the Holy Ghost forbid them to go. As they went, and sometimes you don't know until you go. How do you know if this house is for you? Well, if you don't go and look at it, you don't, you won't know it. You got sometimes it's not until you get in the situation that the Lord leads you and guides you. And I go just as much as what God doesn't say as much as what he does say. Sometimes people only go what based on what God says, but I go on what he doesn't say. I believe there's more freedom in the Christian life than we have. And if you, you know, do you ask the Lord, do you, Lord, should I watch this movie or not? If you want to watch it, watch it. I don't think it's the, 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 the worst thing in the world for you to watch a movie, unless it's something demonic and you're going to be tormented for years to come. All right. If you have a problem with fear and darkness, then I don't, don't think you should watch something scary like Halloween and different things like that. It's going to, there's one guy, Rick Renner, he actually, one night, I think it was like two or three nights in a row, he watched scary movies like three, three days straight. And, and it, was, it wasn't until a couple of years ago, now he's in his 60s, maybe 70s, um, that he, he got delivered from the fear of, of uh, not having a nightlight because of what, he, what happened as a teenager. If, he, if there's a tendency to be afraid of stuff, I don't think you should watch it. I mean, it just make, it's common sense. If, you, if the Lord deliver you from alcohol, I don't think you should go into the beer shop to get some beer. I don't think you should work at Budweiser. I, I think that there are going to be some problems. All right. You tempting the Lord. Oh, the Lord. The Lord is just trying me. No, you trying yourself. All right. Let's go for Sorry. First Corinthians chapter two. Um, it says yet among. Um, let, well, let's jump down. Sometimes it's, it's a lot to cover. Verse 11, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. For we have not received the spirit of the, the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And it goes on, it talks about the natural. We impart these, the, this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truth to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit for they are folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? but we have the mind of Christ. So we see verse 11, it says, except a person who knows the thoughts of a person, except the spirit of the person. And he's comparing the, the spirit of a person to the spirit of the Lord and the thoughts of humans to the thoughts of, the, of God. He says, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And it says, we have not we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of him who is from God, that we may understand the things freely given to us by God. And we see from this passage that a person, that God has some thoughts, and the way that we receive thoughts, the thoughts of God, is of course through his word, but also by his spirit. If you'll spend time fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, you'll receive thoughts, and his thoughts will begin to prevail your thoughts. Sometimes it's just a thought. It's just a thought that the Lord will give you. It's not as, and, and I, I want us to, now I'm not saying every thought that you get is from the Lord. I don't want you to think that. 
because you need to prove all things. Um, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, prove all things and hold fast to that which is true. So test the thoughts. Just because you have thoughts doesn't mean it's from the Lord. All right. Just because you have, you know, sometimes in a service, and I, I've seen this, if there's a, a mighty move of spirit, people respond and they may be emotional. It may not be God. I never forget, I was in Uganda and the young man who received Christ, who, who was a Muslim, and I prayed for a young lady and she received the Holy Spirit and she fell out, started shaking and screaming. And he he got scared. He's like, everybody going to get that? Let's do it. I said, no, that, she's just emotional. That's just her responding to her receiving the Holy Spirit. It, it's not going to happen like that for everybody. Some people fall, but nine out of 10, most people I pray for do not fall. I mean, I mean, and, and when they do, they get up changed. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people fall and they get slain in the spirit and nothing happens. And, but we won't, we, we're after the results. Amen. Amen. The young man, there was a young man who um, I prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. And um, there was a demonic evil spirit that he had and he, he wasn't possessed. He was oppressed. And I drove out the devil in Jesus name. He got slain in the spirit and he got up totally delivered and received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Change happens when you pray for somebody. I prayed a lady in France and she um, had a boil on her leg. She came up to receive the Holy Spirit. I prayed for her. She got slain. Nobody was behind her. And I caught her and she got up. The next day she testified the boil was gone. So when people do get slain under the ministry of Jesus in me, there's results. That's what I want. I don't want people just to fall. And people will judge you like, oh, he ain't got no power. All right. The results, the proof is in the pudding. So when I pray for them, they get slain and then something happens. That's what I want. I don't just want emotionalism. Amen. Amen. So here the scripture tells a person's thoughts. They don't, we don't, how can you know a person's thoughts except for the spirit of, of that person? Let's go to a couple more scriptures. Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. You're familiar with this, but I, I never thought about it this way. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, for I know the plans. And then King James says, for I know the thoughts I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. If you look at the word plans, it, 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 in King James, it says thoughts. For I know the thoughts. If we'll take some time to think, We'll get his thoughts concerning the plans of God for our lives. Um, many a times you'll see 29 verse 11 in King James says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Thoughts, the thoughts of God. If you'll take time to meditate on his thoughts, spend some time going, just being quiet before him and allowing thoughts to come to you. The Lord will minister to you. There, if you look at specifically in the New Testament, it talks about Mary receiving prophetic words like angel, the angel appeared and said she was pregnant. She meditating on those things. And sometimes when they were meditating, that's when they had a visitation from God. Sometimes, not all the time. And I think that Pondering on the word of God, pondering on something the Lord impresses on your heart will give him opportunity to minister to you. 
Sometimes we rush right in. And even remember a couple of weeks ago, we did the, um, we, I told you to pray thinking about every word that you're saying. Sometimes people go into, and I call it almost like a shotgun tongue. They just go in and they just, and, and not that they're not speaking mysteries, but I, I think that they're missing opportunities to hear from God. It's not just, let me just do all this praying. Let me pray all this out. There, there's been a couple of times that the Lord told me to shut up. Just really, just, just the word. That's what he used. You're talking too much when you pray. Just shut up. I heard that. Um, and then I heard the song, shut up. You talk too much. You never, you know, y'all know that song, right? Um, all right, let's, let's, let's take a look at this. Um, as, as we deal with the mind, the Holy Spirit, and dreams, in this dream series, I, 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 I'm encouraging you to pursue your dreams. And I hope something got stirred up on inside of you. Yeah. Nothing. I have never preached about dreams ever. But, but the Lord placed that on my heart. And, and I want you to know that if you get and you use your mind, get what I'm trying to say today, and use your mind along with the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he will take you places. Yes. Our minds are supposed to be sharp. Yes. We're supposed to be the sharpest people on the face of the earth. Yes, yes. And if we can cause our minds, get our minds in line with God's word and his, the leadership of the spirit, he will lead us. Yes. We know that when we, when we speak in tongues, our minds have nothing to do with it. Right. It goes from our spirit to our mind, I mean, to our mouth. But it doesn't mean that our minds are supposed to be empty. We, we got to fill our minds with something. Yeah. And God uses our minds to bring about change in our lives. The, the, uh, let me take you to the scripture as, as, as we meditate on this. Isaiah 55. I, as, Isaiah 55. Glory to God. The mind, the Holy Spirit, and dreams. The mind, the Holy Spirit, and dreams. What are the dreams that God's placed inside of your heart? Isaiah 55, a, a passage that we're familiar with. And he, he talks about, it's, it's really talking about the compassion of the Lord. He's talking about, uh, come, everyone who thirsts, come to waters, to the waters. He who has no money, come and buy and eat, come and buy wine and milk without money, without price. And it goes, as, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, your labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good. Delight yourself, yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to me that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that do not know you, a nation that do not know you shall run to you because the, of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. And it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his what? Come on. How are you going to forsake your way if you don't forsake your thoughts? The unrighteous man his thoughts, let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him to our God and for he will abundantly pardon. 
And he goes on, he says this profound verse, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I, for which I sent it. We know that the word of God will not return unto him void, but it will return unto you void if you don't put his word in your mouth and in your thoughts. His mind. In your mind, receiving the mind of Christ. God has some wonderful things that he's spoken over your life. But if you don't take that word and put it in your mind and in your mouth and in your life, it will not return unto you flourishing, but it will be empty. There's some empty, there's some promises that will be not effective in your life if you don't put his thoughts in your thoughts. We have to change our minds. And God wants to lead us and guide us. Guide us. He, we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in a body. The part of us that's like God is the spirit. When we got born again or received Jesus, we were recreated. We became something that never existed before. We became a new species, something that never existed. We became a new creation. But our soul is being transformed as we take the word of God. James 1 says, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. Our soul needs to be saved. Your will, your mind, your intellect, your emotions, that needs to be impacted by the word of God. And then our bodies shall be saved. So the so salvation is in three tenths, past, present, and future. We were saved, we've been saved, and we shall be saved. When we got born again, we were saved. When we take the word of God and receive it, we're being saved. And we shall be saved, according to Romans 8, new bodies. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 as well. So we are spirit beings, and I'm telling you, as you become more aware of the, the fact that you are a spirit being, you could command your spirit to wake you up and not depend on an alarm clock. Yeah. I challenge you to do that. Say, in the name of Jesus, I command my spirit. You're not commanding the Holy Spirit, you're commanding your spirit. I command my spirit to w- wake me up at 3 a.m. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, and you look at the clock, 3 a.m. You won't know until you try it. The spirit will quicken your mortal body when you need the extra energy and the extra life. Command the spirit, of, the spirit inside of you, the, not the Holy Spirit, your spirit to quicken your mortal body. Say, you know what? I, Lord, I need some extra energy. I pull on the spirit that's inside of me. I'm more than a human. I'm a supernatural being. I have God on the inside of me. I got his DNA and I'm a creative being and I create just like my father. And if you're going to create your dreams, you're going to have to tap into your spirit through the Holy Spirit and you got to tap into your mind. It's going to require your mind. Great inventions come from great minds and great thoughts. And even now, God wants to um, download some great thoughts into your spirit. Glory to God. 
Um, I'm going to stop. I, I, I can go on, but um, I, I have seven ways. Learn to think with the Holy Spirit. That's what I, I put. Seven ways to learning how to think with the Holy Spirit. Seven ways to, to learning how to think with the Holy Spirit. I believe that we have not tapped into other realms of our minds. They say that we only use, some say that we only use 10% of our minds, and that's not 100% accurate if you do some research. But I do believe that we don't use our minds completely. I believe that there's other parts of our minds that we don't tap into. Uh, give you an example. When you are um, you, you're, you're learning a language, the best way to learn a language, what I'm told, is not to go to class for that language, not to take some courses, but to actually immerse yourself around it. Look at television. There was a young girl, a young, young lady um, in high school. She wanted to learn Spanish, so she began to look at Spanish shows every day after school. So she looked at it and she listened to, well, I don't, I think she was listening to Spanish. I was thinking there's no streaming back then. Um, she was listening to Spanish music, probably CDs or vinyls or something. And she kind of gave herself over to that. Do you understand that she began to learn it and began to speak it? I believe if we assimilate and put ourselves in situation where we immerse ourselves into the languages that we want to learn, that our minds will kick in. There's a part of our mind that, that, well, our minds got affected because of the fall of Adam, because of the fall of humanity. And, and there's darkness. The Bible speaks of in 2 Corinthians 4, it speaks of, um, and even Ephesians 1, the prayer of prayer. There's darkness that has settled in in the mind where it, 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 it stopped us from stop us from operating in an area of our mind that God has given to us. Think about Adam. To be able to name all of the animals, he had to have a mind like none other. other. And as you, as you see that, even sometimes people say, well, the older you get, the, the, the more you lose your memory. Well, that doesn't have to be the case. You, you, you can tap in and say, no, and those who have babies, you don't have to have baby brain. I believe that th there is an advantage of being a believer that we're not maximizing. We're not maximizing our potential. And I do believe that we have, we, we are connected to an unlimited source. And God has given us something with our spirits being recreated and the ability to take the word of God. We can change things and even invent some things that have never been invented before. We are all creating things, whether you, you post something or whether you're writing, when you write something, you're creating something. So we have, don't say that you're not creative. You have the spirit of creativity on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is creating things. He'll create a limb where there is no limb. He create things that are not there. And God will help you to create your world and your dreams. We have, we have and I'm going to let you go. We have a whole lot more ownership in our lives than we think we do. I'm come to understand it more. This is me who pray all the time for the will of the Lord. Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. My number one pray, Lord, let your will be done. And yet, as I'm praying that, I realize I got a whole lot more over my world than I think I do. 
that I, I, that I can own some things. And we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. When I did a little bit, a little bit of the vision board, I, it's taking ownership. You, you, can do, you can do it with your life. You, when you start owning your life, <laughs> you'll realize, man, um, I can get as much money as, as I want. I, 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 I can, if you believe you can do it, you can do it. If you think about people from other countries and when they immigrate into this country, they, they actually make up in their mind, they actually call the United States the land of the opportunity. And they believe that this is a land of opportunity. So they come over here with a the mindset. They, they said, you know what? I'm going to be a millionaire. And most of them that make that mind up, they become millionaires. And yet we're born here and yet we're not taking advantage of it. I think there's something there. Every time I go to Africa, every time I go to Africa, I come back and say, man, they're grinding. Uh, I, I need to, I'm not maximizing what I have. <laughs> and I think that we can maximize what we have. We can own our life. If your health is jacked up, change it. If, if it's impossible, you tap into faith, right? You believe God for the impossible, but you do the possible. If you, if you think you can't learn something, figure out how to learn it. <laughs> uh, uh, if your kids go wrong, wrong what, what is it that I'm not doing right? Um, maybe I need to learn some psychology and learn some things that are, that is not necessarily Christian to, to minister to my kid. I understand the word of God is all I need. Absolutely. I believe in that. You know, I preach that. But with the word of God, the, the wisdom of God, I take the natural and the super. Amen. Look at your bank account. Hey. <laughs> You're the reason why it's that, that amount. Hey. <laughs> Look at your marriage, your singleness. Yeah. You're the reason why it's that way. Right. I, know, I, know, I know that goes against the sovereignty of God. God, he makes the both rich and the poor. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what he means. He, he gives the opportunities to all. We, we can, if you're poor, you can become rich. And if you're rich, you can get, become richer. <laughs> I, I want to empower you. I want to encourage you. Don't settle for your life. Don't settle for what is. Kick over that. It says, no, no, that's not just because daddy did it. Just because daddy left his wife and, and it don't have to be your lot in life. That's Don't right. fear for whatever they did before. And I, I understand people want to talk about generational curses. And, and, and no, no, no. It's gener generational patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to deal with that. They, it's easy to say it's a curse when you're just repeating what you've been told. Listen, let me tell you. When I make brownies, um, because of my mom and my grandma, they, back in the day, they used to put um, oil in, in the pan. You know, and before they baked it, and I, and I and because I saw them do that, I do this today. And Courtney says, "You don't have to do that. We have pans that don't need no oil." But be, is that a curse? No, that's a pattern that I picked up. And to this day, no matter how many times she says it to me, I, I put that oil in. I'm like, she don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I saw mama and grandma do it. <laughs> and I'm going to keep doing this. And then Destin and Declan will grow up like, oh, oil in it. And their wife is like, yo, you don't have to do this. Generational patterns. That's right. We, we got this. Amen. Amen. The reason, I'm, something going to hit me hard. The reason why the church is not packed is my fault. I need to go do some things. I need to learn some leadership. 
I need to go out and be more involved in the community. Come on. Y'all got quiet. <laughs> Look straight. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we, we got to own it. You say, you know, I messed up. I missed it. What do I need to make it right? And a beautiful thing, God can make it right. He can give us the wisdom. Let me give you seven points and let you go home. All right. Number one, um, learning to think with the Holy Spirit. One, you got to believe by faith that the Lord is leading you. You got to believe that there's many promises that he said he'll lead you. John chapter 10, I, you know, the good shepherd, I'm, I'm, you're the good shepherd and I'm his sheep. My, his sheep knows his voice. Romans 8, the spirit of God, as many as led by the spirit of God, they are the children of God. So God is more willing to lead us than we're willing to be led. The scripture says this, uh, I said a couple weeks ago, Matthew 9, the labor uh, the harvest is plentiful. Any church that's not full, KLM, is because we don't have enough laborers to go get the harvest. <laughs> so, Lord, where's the harvest for this church? There's a harvest. There's, there's, there's a group of people waiting, more willing to come and get saved and be part of this church than we are willing to receive them. That's hard, hard. That's a hard word. It's the truth. Whatever the condition your body is, I'm not saying you ain't got attacks. Condition of your finances, conditions of your marriage, conditions of your kids, conditions of your school, what do you, what do you, condition of your job. We can't control the environments, but we can control us. Amen. By faith, you got to believe the Lord is leading you. He said, Lord, I, by faith, I believe that you're leading me. Stop saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How many times we say that? I don't know. Why aren't we growing? I don't know. Why don't we have enough money? I don't know. Why we got more month than money? I don't know. Why is it I, I always feel tired? I don't know. Perhaps the Lord is going to lead us to why. And it may not always be why. By faith, you got to believe he's leading you. Number two, fill yourself with his thoughts. Fill yourself with his thoughts. So you got to take some time, and next year, we're going to be more intentional in reading the Bible plan together. We'll we, we set it out. We pass out the papers, and we just let you on your own. I own that. So you got to be more intentional. Hey, maybe put up a post every single day. Hey, you're reading, you're reading your scriptures, you're reading your scriptures, you're reading. Uh, you do know this, this is a side note. You do know when you quote scriptures, <laughs> nobody else reading them but you. <laughs> I know it's nice, like, oh, I'm going to encourage somebody. Nobody else reading it but you. And only people that really love you like it. <laughs> that's, all, that's a side note. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, man. All right, fill yourself with his thoughts. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. Fill, him, fill yourself up with his, with his thoughts. You got to get in the word. You got to get that word in you. Number three, I'm talking about learning to think with the Holy Spirit. The first is to believe that the Lord is leading you. The second is to fill yourself with his thoughts. Number three, pray in other tongues. That will help you think. Pray in other tongues. If you don't pray in other tongues, then um, you can be filled before the end of the service. But praying in the spirit will help you think his thoughts. Learning how to think. We, God is looking for 
thinking Christians. My pastor who trained me praying in the spirit and during time, he often would say, off the record, no, you can't find this anywhere, but he actually, that I've read, he actually says, when you're praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit, he said, your mind sometimes will go down a trail. Allow your mind to go there because that might be the answer to your problems. He said, sometimes you may be having a problem. You have a problem, a situation you need some wisdom on and you're praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. He said, sometimes if you just go to sleep and you wake up, you'll get the answer when you wake up because your mind is more alert. Yeah. I mean, just little, little stuff like that. Pray in other tongues. By faith, believe the Lord is leading you. Number two, fill yourself with his thoughts. Number three, pray in other tongues. Number four, this is going to be a big one. This is going to be a life changer. Expose your mind to new and old materials. Expose your mind to new and old materials. What do you mean? You got to read. If you're going to be a thinker, you got to read, got to read, not just the Bible. I want you to read the Bible from Genesis to Exodus. I mean, Genesis to Revelation every single year. All right. If you're, let's say you're 25 or 35 or 45 or 55 or 65 or 75, make a decision from this moment on every year, the mind of God goes through your spirit and your mind every year. Genesis to Revelation, every year. Four chapters a day, you can read the whole Bible. And I'm telling you, you, you need the mind of Christ to flood your soul every single year till to to you go home. Do not die without reading this entirely, over and over and over and over and over and over again. You need to read the Word of God every single year for the rest of your life. Fill yourself with his thoughts. You want to learn how to think? There was a young man who was challenged. He was, um, Merle Hickey says he was dumb. He failed everything. He began to memorize the book of Proverbs. He went from failing to success by just memorization of the word of God. I'm telling you, something supernatural, this is what we talk about, supernatural, something supernatural happens when you take that word and get it in your mind. There was a uh, lady um, who was, who's, she was losing her mind. She, she couldn't remember stuff and had, I think, dementia or what is the other one? Alter. Yeah, and, and they, they began to put the word of God and play it all the time. Yeah. Do you know that woman got her mind back? Right, There's a guy who grew up under my old pastor, um, the devil attacked him in his mind. He was out in India winning hundreds and thousands to Christ. People getting healed and, 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 and the deaf and receiving hearing and blind seeing. And I think even somebody raised from the dead. He was winning hundreds and thousands to Christ. And the devil came for him and tried to take his mind. And the Holy Ghost told him every two and a half weeks, read the Bible. For a year and a half, he sat down and read the Bible every two and a half weeks from Genesis Revelation. Sat down. Every two and a half weeks, he read the Bible. For a year and a half, homeboy got his mind back. Now he's still traveling the world. Wants to come here. Asked to come here last Sunday to preach. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> you can get your mind back. You get his mind, you get, his, get your mind back. And the part of the mind that you're not using, you'll get it. So fill yourself up with the word. Okay, so four is expose your mind 
to old and new materials. So you got to read not just the word of God, but you got to read other books. Paul read other books besides the word of God. So we need to read other other books, read about other people. Um, If you want to learn how to be rich, you got to read and study preach people. Right. I don't think sometimes I'm just going to claim I'm going to claim wealth of the wicked. You got to read other books. Rich dad, poor dad, the millionaire next door. You got to get some other ways of thinking into you. If you don't, you're going to be stuck. Remember, I went to this church that that's all they did, pray and fast. More than anybody else in the body of Christ, I'm convinced. (laughs) They pray more than anybody else in the world. There was a man, um, uh, he's a Ugandan. He, he, He prayed in tongues a lot. He fasted. I mean, he went on a 40-day fast every year, and he had a couple kids. He, poverty. He said, Lord, why? Where's the money? <laughs> like, he claiming, he praying, and the Spirit of the Lord told him, he said, go out. Go and look at your farm. He looked at the farm. He said, okay. That's, that's your money. He went and learned what he had to learn about food and growing, growing, growing food. And now he has all these farms all everywhere. And they call him the apostles, uh, the apostle of agriculture. He's a millionaire now. And the Lord said, food is where money is. And I'm telling you, I mean, money is, your money is where your, the food. And, he, and the Lord, and he, he went from real skinny, he ain't skinny no more. <laughs> he feed all his family and he got all these employees working for him. Wrote a manual on how to have a farm. I believe that if we just use what we have, and the Bible tells us, go to Proverbs chapter 12 real quick. Is this okay? Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 12. Let's go over there real quick. Proverbs chapter 12. I want to encourage you. I I, I, I believe that God wants to do some things. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. It says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. If you work your land, work your gifts, work your anointings, work your mind, you'll have plenty. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your mind? What do you have? What graces that God is giving you? How can you get this wealth? Notice the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, I believe, it says that God gives us the power to get wealth. He doesn't give us the wealth. He gives us the ability to get the wealth. And if we tap into those wealthy places inside of us, those potentials, people will pay us for our potential, for our for us working our potential, releasing our potential, maximize our potential. I was reading Daniel um, and in the book of Daniel, they called, you know, they were um, the king had, had he had like this, these dreams. And he says, whoever is able to interpret this dream, I pay him. And the Bible says that they recommended Daniel and said, listen, he knows how to solve problems. If you solve problems, you'll make money. Learn how to solve problems. What are some problems in this world? There's, I was just looking at a YouTube video, and this, this is underneath, expose your mind to new and old materials. 
observe YouTube and social media. Um, under that is reading and then observe, you know, look at YouTube and social media. This guy, he's 24 years old, <laughs> millionaire, young black man. Guess what happened? He was in high school. He was, um, he got his girlfriend pregnant, got this baby coming, didn't know what to do. End up um, living, his mom kicked, the girl moved in with him. He, the, the mom kicked him out. And the, and, the, and the girl and the baby. And so they end up moving in with her parents. And um, so he was hustling, working, working this job, working that job. He had a little side hustle where he was selling do-rags. He began to just get the do-rags from Sally, you know, what's that, Sally Beauty or something? And he was, and he was designing stuff. <laughs> you should look at, look at, check it out on YouTube. It's about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, he's not Christian, not, not I know of. And he began to design it. And all of a sudden he became a millionaire. That, that, that side hustle became his real job. How much more of us who have the Holy Spirit? Right. I, 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 I think there's some things inside of us that, that, that we haven't utilized. I looked at it and, and I, it just, it was, it was ministering to me. It just, and then last night, me and my mom and Courtney and Declan looked at the Tyler Perry story. It did something to me. I said, man, I just, I, I, I don't think we're using what we, we have. And I'm like, Lord, the, the, the wealth is in the house. Everything we need is in the house both in our church and in your house, in my house. Everything we need is in the house. Everybody say, everything I need is in the house. What if you tap into some things, some potential that you didn't realize you have? Sometimes they said, when you, there was one point I, I, I was working at, um, I was community college and I was teaching there and, and uh, we, we needed the money really, really bad. We were on welfare, me and Courtney. And we had this baby coming. Or the baby was here. And we, welfare. We were struggling beyond struggle. And, and so I had to teach, and I didn't have any clothes. I, I was big as a house and didn't have any clothes. I said, Lord, I, how am I going to do this? I didn't have no credit on the credit card to go get the, to, 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 to charge it to go get some new clothes. I was backed up in the corner. All of a sudden, creative juices started hitting my brain. And I was able to pull out this shirt and this tie and this slacks and this jacket. And I was able to get some until I was able to get my first paycheck. Sometimes it's not until you're backed up that you, that you don't know what you have in the house. And I'm telling you, there's a book in your bookshelf. That there's, there's a YouTube on your, on, on your YouTube channel. There, there, there is a friend that you know that can get you to your next breakthrough. There's something that you have within your possession. The scripture tells us that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All right. And the last part underneath to expose your mind is formal education. Um, go to school, sem seminars, workshops. There, there's free workshops. Go to the public library. If you can't afford the book, go to the library. That, that, that right there is a wealth. You can get all the, the financial books that you can handle. You just go and check them out and read them. All right, let me give you the last three. 
Five, use your mind. Use your understanding. Proverbs 4 says, with all your getting, get understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to use your mind. Say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me to use my mind. Help me to tap into the rest of my mind in Jesus' name. Number six, think. That's part of five. It goes together. Think. Develop the ability to think. Develop the ability to think. Develop powers of concentration. Develop powers of concentration. If you'll just learn how to concentrate and focus, some of it is just us not focusing. If we could, that idea, you might have a million dollar idea, but if you don't focus, you won't ever have the fullness of that, the fruition of that idea. Develop the ability to think. And last but not least, you got to write down things. um, A short memory is better than a long pen. You got to write it down. You got to write it down. If you don't write it down, you'll forget it. Sometimes people, oh, the Lord just gave me something. Well, did you record it? Did you write it down? If you don't write it down, you'll forget it. Your memory is not that bad, not not that good that you'll, you'll, you'll forget it. Write down those thoughts. Pray over those thoughts. And they say, if even with the vision boarding and everything, nine, they, they actually say that 98% of stuff that you write down in a dream book or a vision board, you'll actually fulfill it. Mm-hmm. That it's like the, the chances of you fulfilling those things that you put up, the chances are 98%. That, that's significant. Yes, Just from writing it. Yeah. I think y'all should. We, we're going to talk a little bit about vision boards on um, on the third. Amen. 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 Did you get something out of it today? Amen. Let me pray for you, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for wisdom and guidance. Help us to use our minds. Help us to um, begin to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. <sighs> Help us fulfill those dreams. Holy Spirit, you are already at the fulfillment fulfillment of those dreams. Holy Spirit, deliver us from small thinking, small-minded people. Get us to our dreams. Get us to the fulfillment of the will of God in our lives. Holy Spirit, rise up inside of us, anoint us afresh. Get us to our destinies. There is, um, remove that which has hindered us, the ceilings over, over our lives. The ceilings over our lives. What is stopping us from fulfilling the plan and the will of God? What is stopping us from fulfilling the dreams? What is stopping us from receiving the fullness of wealth and health and wisdom? In heaven, our marriages be heaven on earth. Come on, lift up your hands. Uh, this is not going to come by part- impartation of laying on the hands. This is going to come from you thinking. Yeah. 
You've been with the Lord. You fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you. Reveal to us what's hindering us from personal revival. And not just the spiritual revival. You have thought that spiritual revival is only limited to spiritual refreshing. But there's a revival of finances. There's a revival of health. There's a revival in marriage. There's a revival in parenting. There's a revival in singleness that you have, you and I have yet to experience. Come on, let's pray. Take us in places that we've never been, Holy Spirit. Deliver us from um, uh, uh, flaky thinking. Give us God sense. The more God sense, not just common sense, but God sense. Help us master common sense, but help us operate in God sense. Do not resist. Listen to this. Do not resist when I lead you into books to read that is not your taste. I just got that. Books that are not your taste, that's not your cup of tea, that's something that you would not, not normally read. Do not be, do not think it strange that I will lead you into areas that you aren't familiar with. Well, quote, for I'm preparing you for your the dreams to be fulfilled. Relationships. You've heard me say it. God uses relationships. Be open to some other friendships. Be open to some other mentorships. Be open to some other things that you don't know of. Perhaps you have to even explore. You know, my wife said to me uh, uh, a few, uh, like a year ago, you need to learn golf. I said, I don't want to learn golf. And she said, there's some relationships that it, the people who play golf that you will never experience and know unless you learn this, this sport. Are you with me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's some other areas and some other areas that God wants to, he, he wants to lead us. There's, a, there's a, some adventures that we don't know of. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many are open to some things that you've never been open to? Now, if it's crazy, if it's weird, you know what I mean? They, 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 they carrying snakes and stuff, that's not of God. All right, just stay away. If you if you concerned about it, you, you get numbers and all these numbers and stuff, that's not God. Just come talk to me, right? If you if you think what you're learning, there's a young lady, um, and and we were praying and, and you know with the youth ministry and so forth, and and she began to get numbers and numbers, and she called my wife and my wife said, "Stop it!" And she's like, "Numbers. I think seven means completion, and six and and, and five is grace, and, and three is the number of the Trinity, and, and 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 six is the number of man." And she said, "In the name of Jesus, stop it. Don't get flaky. Don't look for some secret code. Are you with me? I don't know why I'm saying this. Sometimes you 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 get you you're looking for something so deep that you miss God. No, no, no. We ain't doing that. There ain't no new age stuff. Ain't no third eye. We're looking at the eye of faith." And faith only comes from the word of God. Are you with me? So if it looks strange, seems strange, it's probably strange and you don't need it. And if, you, if, you, if you're not sure, come talk to me. Come talk to Courtney. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll help figure it out, get you right. <laughs> Amen. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2222.
2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.